Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. If you are having a bad day, there is nothing like watching four babies just hug each other over and over again to make your day better. We are uh, continuing our series on how we don't have what it takes. And, and as I mentioned before, that's kind can be seen as a, a negative statement. But because we are followers of Christ, it gives us freedom. It gives us a freedom to know that we're not good enough, that it's, it's God's grace that, that, that covers us and that builds us up, and it gives us the strength and power to move from day to day. Last week, we talked about the importance to remember that, that we can't please everyone, you know, and for me being, as I shared last week, I'm a people pleaser, but to know that, you know, what I do and how I act, if I try to please everyone, most of the time, or pretty much all the time, I will disappoint everyone. Because God ha- has created us to be individuals, to created each and every one of us to be unique, that our gifts and graces work together. I have a, a friend of mine who I uh, was ordained with uh, several years ago. Uh, we were in the same ordination class. We always joked how we were the last of the three years. Um, that's kind of an inside joke that I just shared with you for absolutely no reason at all. But uh, as a part of that three-year commitment, we, we learned and knew each other really well. And there are days where I may feel down or, or feel like that I'm not doing uh, as well as I should be doing, that I'll give Jay a call. Jay is now a pastor up, I believe, up in the Little Elm area, and we'll start talking. And, and Jay always lifts my spirits up. And, and, and I, we enjoy feeding into each other and, and allowing that positive nature to, to flow through us. And one of the things that I can always count on Jay to do is that throughout the conversation, and he doesn't just do this with me, he does it to anybody that he talks to. He reminds us, and he usually closes the conversation without, with these words, Chris, I want you to know that God is absolutely crazy in love with you. God is absolutely crazy in love with you. So, if you don't hear anything else that I say today, which I know is a a strong possibility, I want you to know one thing, is that God is absolutely crazy in love with you.
And because he is absolutely crazy in love with you, we can live out that promise that God gives us in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, that if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? So, so what do we do with that? What do we do with that knowledge that if God is for us, who can be against us? Or what can we do with that knowledge that God is crazy in love with us? Part of that means that we have to let go of things. We have to let go and, and understand and realize that we can't handle it on our own. There is life that we have to live that we can't do just by ourselves. Now, the passage that I picked for today, if you listen carefully, you may hear how this fits. Sometimes people look at this verse and they don't think it can really fit on how we, can, how we can't handle things on our own. So I invite you to go with me to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. These are words of Jesus as he's talking to uh, his disciples and to those that are around listening to him. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are struggling hard and carrying heavy loads and I will give you rest. Put on my yoke and learn from me. I am gentle and humble, and you will find rest for yourselves. My yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, as we take this opportunity to dig into your word. We ask that you open our hearts to receive what you have given us. And we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Come to me who are struggling and who are, who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, the way life can be at times. We, we get so busy, we get so energized, and, and maybe those of you who have started school this past week, you may feel like already, oh my word, what in the world have I gotten myself into? You know, tests are due. Assignments are, are, are maybe past due already. You know, if you're a teacher or an administrator, you're thinking about all of the responsibilities that you have to pour into the life of the little ones. Or maybe even at your job, you're wondering how you can do it all, how you can make ends meet, how can you satisfy your boss. Maybe things at home are a little stressed. And you're wondering, what is it that I can do to help feed into my, my marriage or feed into my kids? Or maybe I have an elderly parent that is just so struggling to take care of. 
that we have to let go. I listen to these words of Jesus to, to allow all of our burdens on to him. But the good news, my friends, is that God did not create us to, to deal with our burdens on our own. God created us to be in community. If you go all the way back to the beginning of scriptures, to the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 2, we, we see the story of, of the world being created and, and God's doing God's thing, uh, moving and, and, and making all of creation. And then he comes to a, a vital point where God decides to create humankind. And, and he creates humankind and he places him in the garden. And in verse in, in verse 18, we hear these words, that the Lord God said, it is not good for the human to be alone. So I will make him a helper that is perfect for him. If you continue to read this creation narrative, you'll see that God starts to create animals. And and he starts bringing the animals to the human, and the human is naming the animals left and right. But God can still see that something is missing, that that these animals, these creations that God has made, they're not fitting the bill. Now, we have cats and I've had dogs, and I love my cats, and I love my dogs, but you know, they just don't make that connection as with my wife, Tracy. But see, God then created Eve out of Adam. And the point that I'm getting here with this is that God knew that Adam needed a community. He needed somebody else there to go through life with. And it is in that community that we see Adam and Eve join and and make the first community group. They, They were a part of each other and they shared life, valuable life with one another. How? We'll fast forward a little bit and move towards the book of Exodus where uh, Moses has uh, rescued the Israelites out of Egypt and they are making their way across the desert to the promised land. But, but something is missing. Moses is spending all of his time hearing disputes. He's spending all of his time teaching, and he is getting absolutely worn out. Anything and everything he does is just not good enough for the Israelite people. So along comes Moses' father-in-law, Jethro. Jethro brings his wife and kids along with him, and he starts to observe Moses in this setting. And he realizes just how busy Moses is trying to do every single thing on his own. 
After seeing all of this, Jethro says, what you're doing isn't good. You end up totally wearing yourself out, both you and these people who are with you. The work is too difficult for you. You cannot do it alone. See, sometimes it takes a realization of somebody to walk alongside you and say, you need to share the burden. The burden cannot always just be on you. See, that's the great thing about being a part of a community. When we are a part of a community, we allow each other, as Galatians 6, 2 says, to carry each other's burdens. Because when we carry each other's burdens, we fulfill the law of Christ. Now, how many of you may be feeling that way right now, that, that you have all of these responsibilities just piling up one thing after another, and you don't exactly know how you are going to make it through the next day. I know, I've already started to compile my weekly to-do list for this next week, and that turned into me piling my next to-do list for the month and for the next quarter, and starting for next year, and it can get absolutely overwhelming. Just thinking about every little thing that I must do. But, but see, here's the problem. I'm thinking that I am the one that has to do it. You know how we talked about last week, how you, you can't please everyone because you have specific gifts and graces that, that you can pour into others. See, our task as believers is to allow our each and individual gifts and graces to work together so that we can share the load and be the body of Christ that we are called to be. And one of the ways that we do that is that, you know, we share the burden, but sometimes it takes someone just to say, stop. Stop. You are doing way too much. <laughs> we look in the Gospels, we see a story where Jesus is telling somebody to stop. You may be familiar with the story of Mary and Martha. As, as Jesus is coming to their house to, to teach, to, to spend some time, they start getting things together, and, and they're frantically moving around all over the place to make the home ready for Jesus. And as soon as Jesus walks into the door, Mary just plops herself down right in front of Jesus to hear everything that he has to say. But Martha she continues to work. She runs into the kitchen and makes sure the food's ready. She runs out to make sure all the, the tables and all the chairs are set. She goes outside and, and maybe sweeps a little bit just to make sure everything is just perfect for Jesus. And as she's running around and doing all of this business, she looks and she sees Mary just sitting there. 
And I'm sure Martha gets a little more and more upset knowing about all the work that she is doing that Mary won't even probably do the dishes when the event is over. Mary won't put up the leftovers. Mary won't do anything. But Jesus notices this. And he tells Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary, and Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken away from her. One of the ways that we can learn from all of the busyness and knowing that we can't do it all is that we have to stop and allow the Christ to feed us. We have to stop all the busyness, all the activity, and just rest in the Lord. As the psalmist says in Psalm 42, verse, I'm sorry, 46, verse 10, we have to stop and be still. And not just be still, but know that I am God. And when we take that opportunity to stop and, and, and know God, we are given strength upon strength. We are given the margin so that we can feed into each other's lives. We are given the opportunity to let go of things that weigh us down so that we can be open and available to our God. One of the ways that I like to talk about this is when I do premarital counseling. And when I do premarital counseling, I always like to go to one specific verse. And this verse is in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and we have the words on the screen. The writer writes, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their hard work. If either should fall, one can pick up the other, but how miserable are those who fall and don't have a companion to help them up? Also, if two lie down together, they can stay warm, but how can anyone stay warm alone? Also, one can be overpowered, but two together can put up resistance. A three-ply cord does not easily snap. When I share this verse with uh, those couples that are getting married, I share it in a response that, you know, one person can be kind of weak, and if you take a, a little twig, a little twine, you can easily cut it and rip it open. You know, and even you take two together and wrap them up, it makes it just a little bit stronger. But it's when you add this third cord that it really strengthens the rope. And it's very important that, that when you begin this journey together, that it is very important that you invite God into your relationship. 
It's very important because all three tied together strengthens who and whose you are. It gives you the strength that when, when trouble times come, and, and, and they'll come, we, we need to be honest with that, there's times where things are shaky, but when you have that strong cord, you can make it through those difficult times. Now, I'm not really doing a premarital counseling right now, but how does that work within our community? He said, if we as believers hold on to the fact that God is with us and we are bound together by each other and in Christ's love, we can do miraculous things. Not because of who we are, but it's because of who God is. Had a friend from college who six months ago, she lost her brother and uh, also have heard other things that has happened in her family's life, just one knock after another, and it's, it's worn her out tremendously. And she's heard time and time again people say, well, I'm going to pray for you. I, I'm going, my thoughts are with you. We're so sorry you're going through this. And then the phrase, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle. And finally, she, I don't know what to say, snapped. She, she felt something inside of her, and she responded by saying these words. Over the last six months, people have said to me that God will not give me more than I can handle. I would encourage people to change this thinking. There have been many, many days and situations in the last six months that have been more than I can handle. I think a better thinking is God has promised to be there for me when life is more than I can handle and to send a few people to hold me up during those times. So the next time you see someone who appears to be going through more than they can handle, just be there for them. Just be there and let them know that you may be going through a storm right now, but I am beside you. That's one of the reasons why I give thanks that I am your pastor. That's one of the reasons why I give thanks that we were able to have an amazing volunteer appreciation in between worship services today. Because what makes the church happen is not me, it's it's you. You are the ones that love on people when they are down. You are the ones that when little ones need to be taught, you are there. You are the ones that when people are in sick or in need, you are there. And I am just blessed that I get to walk this journey with you. 
I finished a book not too long ago uh, by an author that I, I like named Kerry Newhoff. And in this book, he talked about the importance of community and the importance of us being with each other. And he had this quote, when you close your heart to people, you close your heart to God. When you close yourself off to people, you close yourself off to God. My friends, we have a long ways to go as people of God. We have a lot of people who feel like that they can't do it on their own. But we need to encourage them, to let them know that they are not alone. We need to stand up with them and let them know that we stand with them. My hope and my prayer is that you get to know the people you sit around because these are the people that you are in community with. These are the people that you can rely on when things get hard. These are the people that will love and support you when you need God's love most. Let us pray. Oh God, as we continue to live out the promises that you've given us, as we live out your grace, as we live out your love, as we live out the power that you give through us because you have so graciously given Christ for us, help us to know that we don't have it all together. Help us to know that we rely on each other to be the body of Christ so that our community may be better because you are already here. And we pray this in the strong name of the one who loves us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.